0: I'm Romney Navarro, and this is Firestarters, a streamlined funding podcast where entrepreneurs share their stories, passions, and the formulas fueling their success. Each week, we talk to extraordinary people about what they do, why they do it, how they make a difference, and how they inspire the people around them. Now, it's time to bring the heat. Hey, Firestarter fans, we have something a little different for you this week. We've actually got a series live from the Jirasi Broker Exchange Conference in Dallas, Texas. This first episode is myself, my business partner, Chris Raglan, and the one, the only, Anthony Jirasi, breaking down why people even conference and what real estate investors get out of it. Successful investors use leverage to get the most from their investments. Streamline Funding provides project financing for home builders and entrepreneurs all across the state of Texas. Visit StreamlineFunding.com or give us a call at 512-250-8575 and speak with a Streamline representative today. We have infinite funding, resources, and expertise to help you grow your business. This is Firestarters, ladies and gentlemen. We are doing it differently today. We're doing it at Gerassi's Broker Exchange Conference in Dallas, Texas. May 2019, the broker exchange, um, and its I don't know if the kids are using this word still, but I think it feels like it's lit.
1: Mm. There's a lot
0: going on here. There's a lot going on here.
1: I don't know if you know what that term means anymore, Romney. I, maybe, did I miss? You did. I don't know. Hey, this is Chris Ragland. I'm joining the uh, Firestarters podcast what? today. What? I'm what? really excited I was going to come here. in and do this. You asked me a question before you introduced me, so here I am now. I was I was. It you was just, this is just like the old days, Ronnie. Just <laughs> like the old days. Here we are again. There you go. Yeah. yeah. This is right like old times. Can't, just give me your damn mic. No, come give on. me.
0: No, no. What do they do you, when <laughs> you do it? Mike. You have to
1: hit him. I don't Oh, are we touching mics? This is going to be awful. There you go. There you go. Yeah. That was awkward. If you guys know that was like a fist bump, but it was Mike. It so. was a Mike. Right, I'm going to hand it back over to Romney now.
0: Oh, thanks. So, who's that weirdo that just took the mic? Chris Ragland. This is uh, you. You guys met Chris. He's been on the, on the show before. Chris is actually one of the original hosts of the Noble Capital Radio Hour, the show that launched this show. It's kind of like um, no, I'm not going to use one of those analogies. We we birthed you. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Something kind like of. That. It's a know. spinoff, right? What was the spinoff of Happy Days? Like, Joni and Chachi. Joni and Chachi. This is Joni. And God, that is terrible. The bad part it's is terrible. you don't
2: remember what the spinoff was.
0: Uh, well, because I, I, was, I thought they had a good one. Isn't Laverne and Shirley a spinoff? No, uh, that's a good question. I think so. Uh, yeah, it was. You're welcome. Wasn't it? You're welcome, listeners, and yeah. you're welcome, gentlemen. So, with that said, Chris is joining us. He's, um, he's here at the conference with us, and we are, we're actually playing a pretty big role at this conference. We're sponsoring it. Streamlined Funding is sponsoring, not, not Fire Starters and we brought chris so he could uh he could meet the masses and meet some of the the higher ups in in the industry so thanks for joining us here at the conference and thanks for joining us on the show man.
1: Yeah, my pleasure. It's been it's always exciting to spend some time with you Romney and the rest of the Streamline Funding team and to be up here at the Gerassi Broker Exchange event that's being uh, held at the Statler. You know, they just did a major renovation Super at this hotel. Cool place. And you want to talk about real estate and yeah. flipping properties. They, you know, this is a, a unique class, but they took this property that was built originally in the late 50s and flipped it and turned it into what it is today. and Now it's a, you know, high-end Hilton. It, it's pretty
0: cool. Swanky. Yeah. I love it. It is uh, it is all of Dallas. And then, the reason we're here isn't for me and Chris to talk about stupid hotel facts. Because we could do that all yeah, day. Yeah, because we have a bunch of stupid hotel facts. Well, that's why you really brought me. That's the next podcast. Okay. Um, we actually were doing this because we wanted to We wanted to interview the man himself, the guy behind the vision of this broker exchange conference, um, and just kind of see what makes this sucker tick. So, to my left, I've got the one, the only, eh, eh. Anthony Girassi, The myth. <laughs> Dude, thanks for joining us, man. Oh, thanks for having me. This I, is Anthony Girassi. I appreciate it. Um, I'm not going inter- to introduce you too much more. I don't want to give them your accolades, but they've never heard you or heard of you. This audience that we're talking to, and it's a little bit different than the audience that you talk to all the time. This is an audience filled with investors, builders, and developers. You know, that's, that's it. These, these are guys that are out there on the street making deals happen. Um, and you, you represent a little bit different audience, kind of a secondary audience to that. You, you work with the private lenders, guys like me. You and, got it, and the investors yep. and so on. So um, maybe tell these guys what you know, what, what you do, what you're up to. I hate that word. What do you do? <laughs> we talked about that last night over a cocktail. Absolutely, yep. no. But you know,
2: it, it, uh, it's funny how it all comes back, right? You know, because we, you know. It, humans anyway, we want to get to know people and we want to say, okay, this is what you do as a living and kind of gives and tells what you, you know, what what it is that you, makes you tick as well. Um, so I guess at its base level, I'm an attorney. Uh, I was founder of Jirasi Law Firm and as a sense of about two years ago, kind of morphed into Jirasi LP. and everything that we do is really response for me in technology. And what I mean by that is what happens when technology... You know outmodes all of us it doesn't matter what um, what's word more for it doesn't matter what what living what group you're in it, it's amazing how different technologies are autom- automating already a lot of what we do now I get it it's the stuff we don't like to do anyway sure but what happens when that keeps on going and so our answer was well how how do we continue to practice law in a world that automates I just assumed that was true. And obviously we're not there yet. We won't be there for a few years, but we're already starting to build that. And the answer to that is relationships and kind of what you guys are doing here, bringing people together and talking to them. Same thing with us. We want to bring our clients together and talk. So at Broker Exchange, for instance, we represent a lot of private lenders and they want to meet brokers. So that's part of uh, what this conference exists. But as part of it also, we represent private lenders in securities, in Loan documentation and litigation, pretty much anything to do with the private lenders. You know, that, that's why we kind of stay in our niche right there, private lending. But we have represented investors, of course, it, when it crosses that path and everything like that. So,
0: You know, I, what do you do when, when the machines take over is kind of what I heard there. It's like, to a certain degree. Yeah, when the machines take over, right, and we welcome our overlords. <laughs> <laughs> that's and it, I'm done. Our,
1: our job. <laughs> is to maintain the human I connectivity the that's the thing because that a machine can't do that at least yet right so that'll be the next level but you know 100%. what
0: what's interesting yesterday i was thinking about this because there is a lot of technology in attendance here there there's by the way uh, people the what where we what we're attending the broker exchange conference is a conference attended by a lot of brokers brokers you know doing doing real estate deals mostly lending deals and a lot of lenders and then just of course those kind of groups that that support those i guess the industry and i was thinking about it yesterday there's a lot of technology in the room a lot of technology and the interaction that interaction is kind of becoming a thing of the past and because the technology is betting on you don't need interaction and i, st- I started scratching my head it's like Shit, these guys maybe maybe they maybe they know something i don't know but then i started thinking about you know what what about something like a craft beer there's a market for that slightly different thing that's not available to the masses.
1: Listen, I, I, here's my thing. I, I agree where you're going with this, but when it comes to technology in particular and our business, right? I'm talking about the private lending business. What I think is happening is the technology is obviating all of the, you know, the BS that we used to have to do, right? And we thought of that as the human connectivity point, but it, it wasn't. Now that the processes, the transaction is being automated, it's in a more secure fashion, and that's what a lot of this is here. You talk about platforms, and you talk about security, you talk about all of that technology that's happening in automation. But what it's doing is it's really freeing us up for that special moment, the actual human connectivity moment. That's, I think it's actually strengthening the human connectivity yeah. moment because it's, it's freeing us from having to do these rote Programming, moving just the motions of preparing the documents and, and moving the transaction and checking the boxes off. It's like, screw all of that. All that stuff is automated now. Now, Romney, now Anthony, we can actually just have a human conversation and make sure that we're doing the things that we're doing for the right reasons now. That's that human element.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, I 100% agree. Because there's something about you know, guys, we could have done this podcast for instance over a phone or a video even, right? Absolutely, There's yeah. something about getting together, looking each other in the eye, and shaking hands or giving hugs or whatever that is. That is the human connection. You nailed that, it. That will never change. I
1: don't know if you've ever gotten a hug from Anthony, he's a really good hugger. Ugh. Like a bear hugger. Come here, Romney.
0: Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, while I agree, what I saw here in the in the last twenty four hours is that they're trying to squeeze out all of the human connection. To where there is none. Point of sale is point and click, and and that's it. And that's where I kind of got stuck yesterday. It's like these guys are these guys are taking things to the masses, which is great, but the human connection is being almost just kind of forgotten in I, our I, industry. I, I I think so with I, with some of the technology. I think out it's there. being
1: moved. That's what's I happening, get that. right? But it's being moved into a different place. So instead of, for example, the human connection. Existing throughout the loan cycle, meaning like the application. Like, if I'm a broker and I'm out there originating a loan and I've got all that human connection, instead, it's through an automated process. So instead of the human connection being, let me help you through this loan, the human connection elevates to a different level. And suddenly the human connection is, let's talk about where you're going as a business.
0: And I, they're, they're trying to automate that too. It's like, I don't ask you any questions, just close, close, close. And
1: it always will. It'll just keep pushing it. But I'm saying that you have to, and from a human element standpoint, we have to have those conversations on where are we going? And yeah, you're right. Survey says kind of stuff could be automating that type of connection too. Fine. Take it to the next level. You know, and, and, and these are how we're able to elevate the conversation and it's happening rapidly right now. I mean, I'm talking to people that, that I just talked to a woman this morning at the opening um, statements for the conference and she was telling me what she used to do in Title. And how her job is is basically completely automated now. So she doesn't do it anymore, you know? And, and now,
0: now she just has cocktails at events.
1: Right. Yeah, that's the human connection. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Hey. I mean, if that's what it's gonna turn into, that's what it's gonna turn that into. That might be right? the
0: end that might be the end right there. That's the the final point.
1: Hey, it very well may
0: be. You mm-hmm. just never know. Yeah. So by the way, Chris Ragland is my business partner, and I agree with about fifty percent of what he just said on that one. I, I think that's way higher than normal, too. <laughs> well, which is good though. I, I actually think that's a, a good place to be, because. But anyway, point is, um, I, I I know what you're saying, and, and I know what you're saying, and I'm actually now curious to see kind of your take on it with uh, within our industry and within you know, I don't I don't know the, the size and scope of your specific industry, kind of like your competitors in your ecosystem. Sure. But I do know that um, you are, if nothing else, perceived as. But in my heart of hearts, believe that you are absolutely the thought leader and kind of pioneer in our space of just organizing these guys and giving them that kind of underlying service and whatever you guys do. So maybe talk a little bit about. Um,
1: and I want to frame this, too, for, with yeah. Anthony. So I Because my perception you know, is you're a one-stop shop legal services for the private lending industry. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the pillars of your company. And then. What we're doing here today, and that's where Romney I think was kind of having that conversation, is when you look at Jurassic Media, the other side, or one of the other sides Mm -hmm. of your company, you are controlling the ecosystem, you're participating as a thought leader, organizing the new ideas, the frontier in the private lending industry. I mean, you guys, maybe we can talk about this later, but one of the other partners at your firm, Nima, he was flying around the country lobbying and fighting for private lenders. I mean, this is the type of thought leader and, and innovative ways that your company is moving from spending those rote human element connections <laughs> to that next level, right? So, so I think that you guys are very unique. Talk about that a little bit. Talk about why you're doing what you're doing and, and why you thought this was, was where you should go
2: in our industry because it is unique absolutely and it kind of builds on the last point about building those relationships right and for some reason again we could all do this over the phone but we've got to you know shake hands you know have cocktails together and make sure hey can I trust you at the end of the day and it's this human it's, it's the basic human you know ideas I think you know I've got to look someone in the eye and say can I trust you to get what you say you can get done done whatever that is whether it's technology whether it's brokering what have you Yeah, so uh, to talk more about uh, you know going from Jurassic Media and going around the country, you know, and and that's probably the best point I can make because no one paid us to do that, right? This is something we wanted to do. Uh, The thought process behind that is it's come down to this is a part of our industry, right? This is where I make a living, where you, Chris, where you make a living for sure as a private lender. So we we want to be a part of that conversation. Um, there's you, know, you don't have to profit off everything to to be a part of that conversation. You know that's why we put on the conferences. You know the break even prospect, nothing, you know hugely profitable by it, but it allows us to kind of start those conversations and have those conversations with people. So stuff like hey, there's this law that is bad, and the funny part about it is, even though we're gaining steam, right? Even you have uh, huge private lending funds, I think we ballpark the industry about a trillion, you know one point two trillion dollars. It's still unheard of. Like, I don't know if you guys read the transcript, but Nema went to Tallahassee. It's just clear that one, they don't understand our industry at all, and two, well, well, building on that, they want to make laws that affect our industry. And two, it's the lady, lady, uh, uh, I forget the senator from Tallahassee. She was just basically saying, this is bad for homeowners, but without any conclusion as to why. And Nema you know, really argued, well, no, it's not really affecting it. You, you're talking about commercial properties, but. It's, so it's not bad for homeowners whatsoever. Um, yeah. So in order for us, I think, to be that next level law firm, that next level media company, we have to be a part and/or start that conversation. And in my mind, you know, if we're a part of that conversation. Then people are going to look to us. Hey, keep on leading, keep on fighting, and look to us. You know, being on that forefront. You know, who would you want to get advice from? Someone who can just read books, or someone who's doing that conversation?
1: That's that's a that's a huge win right there. I think for you and your firm. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're thinking, I need legal expert advice, I mean, who better to be talking to than the guys that are flying around the country lobbying on your behalf? If, if someone understands the space better, like please, please step up to the plate. I'd like to know who you are. I'm talking at a national level, understanding the issues, what is on the forefront from legislation. I, who better than the, literally the firm that flew to Florida to fight this really terrible overreach from a, a law that was
0: trying to be passed? That's that, that was crazy. That wasn't a plug, a shame. It really's not. But I, <laughs> I mean,
1: honestly, I'm asking a plug-free
0: zone, Chris. Academically, who better well, than the guys that are out there fighting? For let me it? let me bring it back for a second because remember, my the, the people listening here are real estate investors. They're not all paying attention to what you just said. In fact, I would argue that the majority of guys who are flipping houses, building houses, building subdivisions, have no idea what no, just happened in no Florida. No idea. No concept. Can you bring that down to earth a little bit for us so that they know what, what you just sure. what you meant?
2: So there, there was a uh, Florida law, and I'm going to even get the details wrong myself, but I, as I
0: recall it. Don't worry. Chris will correct you.
2: <laughs> well, I, I actually am the chair of the governance
1: committee for the American Association of Private Lenders. Yes. Yeah. So there yes. it is. Actually, Chris could probably talk more intelligently about the actual law <laughs> than I can. I, j- I just gave a town hall
2: update about this. Uh,
0: oh, so, God. Okay, we're Violins done. or whatever uh, it is?
2: Yeah. I'm passing this to
0: Chris. What, what, what was the law? <laughs> yeah, do it, Chris. Actually, he wrote <laughs> the law. so bad. No,
1: you know what, what's really funny is when we did. So, yes, I am, I am what I said I was. And uh, we You're were giving, we
0: were giving a town hall
1: <laughs> update, a legislative <laughs> update. And when it came time for that slide, I was like... All right. And uh, joining us today, we have Nima to actually talk about this. <laughs> wait, wait, what? So listen, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to give you the, the quick down and dirty, right? So there is a uh, relatively influential uh, mortgage originator in Florida. And basically this guy was like, hey, I've got all these private lenders I'm having to compete against. And because he actually originates loans to consumers, he's heavily regulated. And, and in my opinion, should be right? He's is originating loans with consumers. And
0: just to, to clarify, an investor, somebody who flips a house, builds a house for, on spec is not a consumer. Correct. It's an investor. That's an investor. Yeah.
1: That is a commercial loan. Correct. Okay. So he's basically getting beat up and having to go through all the regulatory stuff because he also does consumer loans. And he was trying to figure out a way, how can he keep these private lenders from working in the state of Florida and basically coming in and, and competing against him? And he said, you know what? I'm going to lobby And I'm going to go and I'm going to say, hey, all private lenders should be regulated just like I am from a consumer standpoint. So this was totally a power play. Yeah, it was. It really was, right? And he did. And he lobbied and he got them to insert language in a bill that otherwise had nothing to do with this type of thing. It was literally like a paragraph insert towards the end. The sponsoring senator who actually proposed the bill didn't even know the language was in there. And then Nima shows up and he's like, hi, I'm here to add feedback on a proposed bill and start talking and people are literally confused. First of all, they're like, who are you? Why are you guys here? And he's like, (laughs) so we're these private lenders that are being regulated. And they're like, well, this bill doesn't have anything to do with you. And it's actually it does because someone put this language in here and then everything started blowing up. People got angry. What is this going on? It was a really interesting drama if you follow the, you know, the process of a bill through the house and the Senate and then, you know, potentially becoming law. And we actually, we got a lot of awareness, but we lost on one side. I forget if it was the house or in the Senate, I think it was in the house and it passed and we were like oh crap so what are we going to do it right? wasn't the house it, was it wasn't se- it wasn't that's no, right it was the senate that uh, killed it and in the senate basically we're like okay so all guns focused over here at the senate and so we were like really trying to pay attention over here and lobbying and neem is bringing awareness flew out there a second time you know from california and he's like hi remember me i'm talking about this thing over here and and basically people realized this didn't make any sense right and because they couldn't reconcile that language they had to strike it and it killed it and, and that's fascinating that that happened. So it came from a place of someone using law and, and from a political influence standpoint to make his life a little bit better, mm-hmm. I believe. And, and, and you know, that's a viable strategy, by the way. This is like every single day. Good on him. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, no hate. Like, this guy, good for you, uh, except, you know, we you know uh, an ecosystem fought it.
0: But you are now an enemy.
1: Of course, but mm-hmm. that's just, it's just business, you know? Yeah. It's nothing personal. I thought it was a brilliant move on his part. Absolutely. Um, you know, to do that. But at the same point, you know, from us, from private lending, we don't want that type of legislation right. passing through any state because if it starts to happen in a few states and it picks up steam with any law, then all of a sudden at the federal level, maybe we should regulate this entire thing.
0: Yep, it, and it, bring it full circle. And it was your platform for all intents and purposes, your voice, or at least a platform and a voice that you've been a big part of or a big influence of that got it there. That's pretty cool. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, to build on Chris's point, because that is, that is really key, right? Why would we go to Florida? Because there are four states in private lending, and basically all mortgages, it does not not just private lending, where laws are looked at and can be adopted quickly. You've got California, Texas, Florida, New York. Those are the four states that control pretty much the rest of the country's laws. Because once one of those four states adopts something, well, you know, Florida adopted it, so we should take yeah, a look at we, that. We need to take a look at that thing over yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And so, um, you know, if this was Alaska... I don't know. Maybe would we care? But it'd be, yeah, it'd be fifty <laughs> years. Yeah, you know. But yeah. So that's uh, that was key because the snowball effect is crazy. Once one law passes, then two, then four, and exactly. In fact, some history: American Association of Private Lenders was created in two thousand nine, and the reason it was created was the Dodd Frank Act. If you guys remember back then. Was that. it
0: created to be, to be like a shield? No. Or a, just an information source?
2: It was created to be an association. The reason it was created, though, is because I and, and the three other founders saw that now that you have regulation for, for all lending, basically private lending also, on the national level, we now need that national voice. Mm-hmm. Because prior to that, uh, two thousand what was it? Safe Act was 2008. So prior to 2008, it was really just a fragmented industry. It was state by state. And I had a lot of clients, of course, that you know, were in multiple states. But there was, no, there was no need to band together on a national scale before because there was nothing to fight. There was no one to discuss. But after Dodd-Frank, after the truth of lending changes, um, and you guys see the snowball effect even now, and you know, that's why I think AAPL is continuing to you know, get awareness too uh, you know, in D.C. and stuff like that, that, trying to get that fight going and, and making sure, hey, guys, at least our interests are represented.
1: So there you go. There you have it. That's the the Florida thing.
0: The Florida thing. That's I think what I, I called it when we started. That is
1: what you called it. I oh, know. I was just you know, <laughs> bringing the hashtag Florida thing. <laughs>
0: yeah, this is a highly intellectual conversation. This is why they bring me along. Yeah, because of just things to, like that, just to beat
1: up Romney a little bit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so ag uh, ag guys uh, is Anthony Girosi, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, Why would you guys do this broker exchange? This is very different. Kind of a, it's different than what you've been doing. You know why here? Why now? Why this audience? Sure. You know because and 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 then maybe the last question because we're. I want to you know I want to start landing this ship or this plane. Did you say shit or ship? (laughs) I said you know I said shit because it didn't make sense when you say landing this ship. Yeah, that's true. That's gross. That's true. Unless it's a rocket ship. Landing this rocket ship. But. No, seriously. Um, Why? Why this? Why now? Why here? And I don't know. What do you plan on? What do What do you hope to get out of this? And what do you think success looks like for the ecosystem that you just created?
2: Absolutely. Well, I can answer where first. Texas. Who doesn't love Texas, right? It's a uh, God bless Texas, as the song goes. But also. uh, I lived here for part time, so oh. I lived in San Antonio in, oh, uh, for did, a while. I didn't know that. Yeah, about six years. That's uh, good. I was a child. I've been, yeah, you know, I've visited, but haven't lived here there's, since. There's oh. a
0: new energy in Texas. There's yeah. the it's it's buzzing like the New Yorks and the Californias of the world right now. For it sure, it's the greatest nation in the world. It <laughs> is.
2: No, 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 he jokes, but you know, totally off topic, but a fun fact about Texas: there are three power grids in the United States. Oh, I know West Coast, East Coast. Texas, Texas and Texas right yeah you guys have been trying to succeed forever I get one
1: one more level of nerddom there's actually one area of Texas that's not part of the Texas
0: power grid for extra credit it's uh the other 49 <laughs> no, one part, part of Texas is not part of the Texas power
1: grid for extra credit nobody no, that was nobody Bueller, yeah.
2: El Paso Wow. El
1: Paso is part of the West, uh, Western United States power
2: grid. So you guys were just willing to lose El Paso yeah. if it comes down to it. Well, it. I wasn't going to say that. But <laughs> <laughs> Auction them off. Auction them off. I'm sure no, no. Right? Right? I, I'm, <laughs> I'm a
1: Texan tried and true, and I'm proud of all parts of Texas. Mm-hmm.
2: But uh, yeah, so Texas I love, absolutely. And, and again, when we talk about where the conversation should be, Florida, California, Texas, New York. And yeah, yeah and you guys,
1: your back door, you're, you're located in California. You're a national firm and you're providing support around the country. Absolutely. But, yeah, you guys are real strong there. So and, and you know, we also did uh the, the one before this was the fund manager forum in D C and that mm-hmm. kinda made sense too. That's where we did a little bit of lobbying. But I guess that does make sense. I've never asked that question. That was a good question, Romney. Yeah. And, and why here? Why in Texas? And, yeah. and and but now take it to the next tier. Why brokers? Yeah. You know, yeah. And,
2: and so with brokers itself again. It's a very simple ask. What do our clients need? And oftentimes what they tell me now is they need deal flow.
0: Amen. So and Buddy wh- answered the bell. My
2: well, my goal is how do we solve our clients' problems going all the way back to relationships? If we create those relationships, it doesn't mean people do business with us and I don't require it, but you at least think highly of us if we create these relationships for you. And, you know, recommend us to people or, or use us, whatever you want. And that's, that's really what we try to do. And, you know, kind of like what we're talking about, we don't profit off of this. This is a break-even concept at best. The, the entire intent, though, is keep part of that conversation. You know, really making sure, are we solving our clients' needs? Not just not just talking about them. Because, you know, lawyers can give advice all day long, right? What, what's what's going to separate us is we actually try to solve our clients' problems. And that goes into a lot of stuff. We, if you need capital, we'll go find you know, like fund manager for them. You know, let's get capital providers to you. Um, private, private, private lending is what I call ladder, really. And the ladder's rungs are usually, I need more deals, I need more capital. I need more deals, I need more capital. <laughs> <laughs> It's always climbing
1: that ladder. Yeah, <laughs> we, we talk about it. we call it like the pendulum or you know the seesaw effect. Yes, yeah, yep. the ladder, it's the exact same thing.
0: Deal flow is everything right now. Deal flow is everything right now. Yep. So
1: okay, so that makes a lot of sense. Where and the uh, why and the who's involved with that? Okay, got it. So give us a. I, w- I do want you to plug for just a couple of seconds here. What's the next conference that's coming up that Jirasi is putting on?
2: So that was uh, our flagship conference as well that is called captivate and that really is for real estate investors or investors in general our goal with that one was to solve another need which is raising capital and so what we do is we try to bring family offices high net worth people ultra high net worth people all in one space and we want them to network with our private lending funds our private lenders in general anybody who's looking for capital anybody who has capital should be at captivate in august then that's gonna be in las vegas Um, and
0: that that mc is Absolutely obnoxious. Yeah, by the yeah. way, I want to. She's
1: going to be mortified when she finds out that uh, she's on here. So uh, this is uh, a shout out to Alicia. Uh, Good job. We are, oh you're God. now. You've made. You finally made your way onto the podcast. Sorry. Well she's done, Alicia trying. Carter. Yeah, she's tried so hard to get on this podcast. That's the only way she could do it. Right? She's costing
2: you. me extra post
0: production work.
1: <laughs> no, sh- 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 you got to leave it in. You got to leave it in. We just called her out, so now you got to leave it in
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it was. It was. It was that bad. No, absolutely. So cap. <laughs> I told
1: you she can hear
2: it. Shut she knows. Us. That's
0: awesome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Good job. Uh, so yeah, captivate. Va- <laughs> goodness, it's incredible. Really, it really is. He's got to mow through it. <laughs> it's really
1: incredible. Moment of silence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's see yeah, what she so- has to say talk right. talking about speed networking. So
2: they're doing some speed networking. You guys do all kinds of things.
0: So all right. louder, Yeah. All kinds of it all sounds like an auction
1: going on. Yeah.
2: <laughs> all kinds of things just to network with people, make sure everybody's getting the value that they, they want out of any conference, right? We'll do that at Captivate, too. Yeah, especially if you're looking to get more deals uh, as an investor, that's a place you should be. We'll, we estimate we'll have between three and 400 people there in August.
0: That's so yeah, really that's fun. a good one. And we, we be, we'll be attending as well. Nice. We always
1: do on that one.
0: Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually cut this one. We're gonna cut this one short because I want you to come back if you don't mind when we start wrapping up the event. Absolutely, that's cool with you. Would love to. We are just kicking off, and it's already well attended, and and a lot of great stuff going on. Uh, But you know, you said something that's kind of sticking with me because I've been thinking about technology a lot, and you know, I called it the when the machines take over. But I mean, at a certain point, the machines take over a lot of it, right? And there's there's a human component, and the human component, the reason the machines are here is for scale. The Absolutely, human component doesn't scale very easily, but these events, this is this is how you scale, and I think you're doing such a great job, dude.
2: Yeah, thank you very much, guys. Thanks for having me here, and uh, excited to be here, and uh, yeah, can't wait to wrap up with you guys as well. I It'll Appreciate be fun. you, man. Yeah.
0: We'll, we'll do it again in a few minutes, yeah. and maybe we'll have Chris back on. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, guys. That was Fire Starters. Talk to you in a little bit. That's it for this week's Firestarter Podcast. Thank you for spending time with us. We'll be back with a new episode soon. Until then, I'm Romney Navarro. Always keep the flame in your heart, and I'll see you at the top.